Hi, I'm TJ Thomas, and this is Therapy Thursday, a weekly collection of easy, approachable, bite-sized tips to help your mental wellness journey. As a clinical therapist, I've spent thousands of hours working with clients, and now I want to bring the therapy love to all of you. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Therapy Thursday. My hair wasn't cooperating today, so I decided I'm not going to stress about it. I'm going to throw on a hat and call it self-care. So let's get into today's topic. This was a request from a viewer, actually, to talk about the misunderstood diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. One of the misunderstandings and myths about autism that really needs to be put to bed. Please listen. Vaccines don't cause autism. Ooh, I want to shout this so loud, but it would blow out my mic. So please, please listen to this. Vaccines don't cause autism. Okay, period, end of story. Done. They do not cause autism. The one study that suggested that vaccines cause autism had way too low of sample size, falsified data, really, really bad scientific method, and the original doctor had his medical license revoked. Vaccines don't cause autism. <sighs> okay, so the first thing I want to say about autism spectrum disorder is that it is autism spectrum disorder. And there is a spectrum. In fact, oftentimes people will say someone is on the spectrum as the way of talking about having autism. Autism spectrum disorder has a really wide range of how it affects a person and how they manifest it and how they can handle it, whether they're high functioning or low functioning. There's a lot that can go in here. So don't think that just what I'm saying means that every single person with autism is going to look exactly this way. These are just some of the criteria that a neurological specialist will use to diagnose whether someone is on the autism spectrum. So the first criteria that most people probably think about when they think of autism spectrum disorder is challenges with social communication and interaction. This can look like a very difficult time expressing one's emotions, but it can also manifest as a very difficult time reading other people's emotions, but a person with autism still has emotions. So, and I don't know why I should have to remind everyone of this, still be nice. Treat everyone like a normal human being. I don't, I don't know why that needs to be said, but apparently it does. The second criteria in the DSM-5 for an autism spectrum diagnosis is repeated or restrictive behaviors or patterns. So this can come across in motor movements in like functioning physically with um, like physical tics or, you know, repeated stereotyped movements that just get repeated over and over. This can also come across in the need for a repeated fixed schedule that has to be adhered to really, really closely and a strong difficulty with being flexible with a schedule or with routines that if, you know, your routine is thrown off or if something is done in a different order or a different way than normal, it can be really, really hard to wrap your brain around that and to be okay with that if you have autism spectrum disorder. However, these repeated patterns can also be the source of some really, really awesome strengths. Sometimes people with autism spectrum disorder will be really, really, like, expert in one specific field. And it's because that field is part of their restrictive patterns that they want to study and learn everything about this one category, this one topic. About one third of people with autism spectrum disorder are said to have savant level of intelligence or expertise in one area that they just are amazing at. So this can actually be a cool strength. And this actually brings up another myth that I want to dispel right now, which is that autism spectrum disorder does not mean that someone is unintelligent. It also doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be super intelligent savant all the time. The studies that have been done about IQ levels and intelligence levels for people with autism show a normal range. One of the final criteria for autism spectrum disorder is a hypersensitivity to sensory input. It's not always, but someone with autism spectrum disorder may be much, much more sensitive 
to sounds, smells, all these kinds of things, and it may overwhelm them much easier than it would overwhelm someone without autism spectrum disorder. This is why often you'll see kids with autism spectrum disorder using something like noise-canceling headphones to help them adapt because that hypersensory input. Autism spectrum disorder also usually shows up in the early developmental stage of a person's life. It's very, very unlikely, in fact, according to the DSM-5, impossible for someone to not show any signs of autism spectrum disorder and then like develop it in their 30s or something like that. That, that doesn't happen. So. If we've learned anything today, I hope you've learned that the misunderstandings around autism can cause some really unfair and unfortunate judgments and stigmas to be put on people who are on the autism spectrum. And it's not fair. People with autism have just as high of intelligence and they experience all of the emotions with all of the intensity and realness that anyone else does. A difficulty expressing the emotion doesn't mean that they don't have it or that they don't understand it or that they don't want to have connections and friends and romance. They want all the same things. So that's Autism Spectrum Disorder. I hope you learned something today. As always, if there's any questions or topics you want to see covered on a future episode, please message me. I'd love to hear from you. Take care and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much again for listening. If you enjoyed this or other episodes of Therapy Thursday, please consider rating and leaving a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. It really, really helps us to be able to get this in front of more people. Of course, remember that this is a podcast, not therapy, and it should not replace any treatment by a licensed mental health care professional. And I invite you to follow me along on my Instagram at TJ Counseling for more mental health tips.